Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. Through the regular process of making these lists, I think we have both become better at figuring out how much we can actually do in a day. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 155. In this episode, I'm joined by Alyssa Williams to chat about a very specific and very effective accountability strategy we've been using together. You'll also hear an update about Alyssa's suite of planning tools. Before we jump into the episode, I want to remind you that this Saturday, February 12th, 2022, is Finishing Day. Finishing Day is an opportunity to take action on a single project with gentle accountability. Most of us just need a good old-fashioned nudge to jumpstart your progress towards the finish line. And that's what we're offering with Finishing Day. You'll receive the structure, accountability, and camaraderie you need to re-engage with your project and make significant progress. The thing is, Finishing Day is just for Simple Scrapper members. I hope we'll see you inside. Hey, Lissa, how are you? Hi, Jennifer. I'm, uh, you know, trying to keep it all together. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. You've been on the podcast a number of times, but can you share a little bit about yourself to refresh our audience's memory? Sure. I am a librarian in central Illinois, uh, where I live with my husband and two daughters, and we are in the process of moving across town. Like literally this week. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's been a crazy month. (laughs) Yeah. Understatement for sure. So what's exciting you right now in scrapbooking? I always love to hear this from our guests. Well, I am actually excited about smaller page sizes. Um, I did not do my December daily during December. I haven't ever typically done that. I thought I might this year, but then with the packing, I did not. Uh, And I was keeping an album on Instagram of everything that inspired me. And I just noticed a lot of variety in the smaller page sizes. So I ordered some three by eight uh, pocket page protectors and the two by two squares. And I'm just, and I bought myself a fuse and I'm very excited for when I do put my December daily together to just experiment with some variety in page sizes. I have done a six by eight album a couple of times, and I like that size, but I'm looking forward to adding the variety of the smaller pockets. I'm excited for you on this because I think it's really going to, you know, stretch your creative boundaries a little bit. 
yeah, it's going to be a fun experiment and something to just kind of play with. Yes, yes, I love it. So on the flip side of that, we always love to talk about stories and particularly some of those deeper, more meaningful ones. So what's on your storytelling bucket list? Well, you know, we're in the middle of football playoff season. And this year, um, my mom and I did our own little football pool this fall. And I've always enjoyed football. I grew up watching football with my mom. My mom's a big football fan. And I was like, I really need to like document this love of football through the years. And especially this year, having our own little football pool and then passing on the watching of football to my own daughters. And so um, I'm, I'm doing some draft because of course all my scrapbook stuff is packed. So, (laughs) but I have been able to write down some thoughts about journaling and and everything. And I want to get this story documented pretty soon. I love that. I love how it's sometimes those, you know, just the parts of life you don't always think about that I should document this. And then you pause and realize, yeah, this is a significant thing. This is, you know, multiple hours sometimes uh, <laughs> and mo- on multiple days of a week, especially this time of year. So uh, it's it's a part of our lives. So I love that for you, even though I don't care about sports ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, you know, it's kind of incongruence. Um, people don't often think that I'm a big, you know, would be surprised. I think that this quiet librarian is a big football fan. Yeah. Yeah. I love that too. All right. So the topic that I wanted to focus on today is accountability. So this is another episode as part of our more in 2022 series. And you and I have talked a lot about accountability on the podcast and even more so off the podcast. But I wanted to like really focus on some of our updates and what's working well and some of the strategies that we've kind of evolved into over time. But maybe you can start by just giving a little update on what is your current portfolio of digital and paper planning tools? Sure. Um, I am primarily paper planning this year in my personal life with my get to work book. Uh, I use an academic schedule. So it started in July and will run through June of this year. Um, And I do my weekly planning in this. And then she has some project breakdown pages, which I've used with the move. And that is where I'm keeping the majority of my personal plans right now. I have a paper planner for work. And then also at work, I use Trello to manage my ongoing projects. And what planner are you using at work? I'm using a blue sky planner that I bought on Amazon. Okay. Okay. And are you still finding that divide between personal and work really important? Yes. Now that things have picked back up again, um, I, I do need the divide. Um, I do take my get to work book to work now with me because before I was using a blue sky planner and doing kind of both in that. Um, and now I take my get to work book. So if something for personal comes up, I can write it down on my personal planner. Sure, sure. Are there any kind of gaps or outstanding frustrations that you have? Are you Have you found planner peace with your current situation or are you still kind of looking at options out there? Oh, well, I'm always looking at options. You know, I mean, <laughs> is there such a thing as planner peace? There is no perfect system. I've been thinking more about the whole uh, 
getting things done methodology and kind of what my, the first step in that, and even what Cal Newport talks about, the first step is always capture. And so that's one reason I started bringing my get to work book to work with me was because capture is still sort of sometimes where my system can fall down and keeping too much in my head. So I've been Mm -hmm. trying to just kind of go back to the basics and be like, okay, where do I actually capture things? I think that's really important because if you find yourself uh, turning to random pieces of paper and sticky notes and things like that, we're not always leveraging the tools that we're trying to use as well. And then we have to re kind of aggregate what we've kind of captured in a more uh, transient or impermanent way. Yes. And, And with everything that's been going on, trying to make sure that I get the regular life stuff done and on top of this huge project of moving our entire household and preparing for Girl Scout cookie season in two weeks. It's just, there's a lot of moving parts to keep track of. For sure. Yeah. So you mentioned that you're in the middle of this crosstown move and, and I've observed and we've talked about that maybe you're not fully utilizing all of your regular tools and systems. And to me, I perceive you to be kind of going, going more with the flow of it. Is that accurate? Um, that's slightly accurate. In late December, I used the calendar, the monthly calendar overview in my get to workbook to make a packing schedule room by room of the house of what I wanted to focus on each week. And then, so I, I have used, and then I've used a project page for another list of things. Um, but then on the weekends, it's been more like, okay, what are the random things? Cause we've had possession of the house for like a week and then the movers actually come later this week. So like last weekend, I wanted to focus on moving all my scrapbook stuff myself to the new house. So I've been using random pieces of paper on the weekends for like, okay, here are the random bits I'm going to focus on moving and making lists that way. Cause I haven't wanted to quote dirty my planner with those things. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's been a little more go with the flow in that I don't have some precise list of exactly on day one, what we're doing and, day two, et cetera. And I've been kind of making it up as it goes. So, but I did use my get to workbook for the foundation of my planning, especially when it came to the packing schedule, since we had what seemed like a long time, but I knew it was going to be a go by really quickly. Oh yeah, for sure. But I think this is such a great example that so much applies to other things in life and our scrapbooking that sometimes the most important part is having the structure up front so that you can make progress, get underway. And then once you get to the messy middle and beyond, sometimes the plan isn't as important as it was in the beginning. The plan is part of how you got started and got to the place of really being in it. And then once you're in it, the things you need to do kind of, they tell you, okay, this is next. And you know, and so you, you just keep going. Yes. And it's, it, that has helped me to not be so rigid as like, oh, I'm going to do this. And some of it too is just not really knowing sometimes how long it's going to take you or how much can I actually shove in my car of all this stuff? How many trips is it going to take? And so I was actually very surprised when I was able to get the majority of my craft things moved in, you know, one day of focused effort. Oh, that sounds awesome. So Getting things done, and you actually, you know, referenced that specifically a few (laughs) moments ago, is is often more about how you get yourself to show up than the the actual tools. You know, it's more about 
how you're spending your time. And so I'm curious, what are some of the accountability strategies that you use on your own on a recurring basis to get yourself to the point of doing something? It's really not about the list of what it is you need to do. Um, I think I'm, I am pretty good if I write it on my list, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in the order I wrote it in, or maybe not in the time frame I wrote it on. But, you know, I have a weekly review process where when I'm doing my planning, I kind of look at what got dropped. And then those things typically become the first priority for the following week. Um, I'm, I am pretty much an upholder versus an obliger. So I am pretty good at like, okay, if this is what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. But I have also really leaned into my morning routine during this period so that I have some time for myself, uh, before I focus on like, okay, I have to pack everything in my house today. All the kitchen things need to be packed. So I know that I have that rejuvenation for me and then I can focus on the task at hand and building in kind of some rest periods. That's where, like I talked about football earlier, it was like, okay, I know I really want to watch this game tonight. So that means I need to get these things done so that I can sit down and really watch this game guilt-free. So I think having some rewards built in or some specific times I want things to be able to do certain things has helped as well. Mm, yeah, I think that's so important for finding balance on both ends, the morning routine aspect and then the the intentional leisure time throughout the week as well. Now, I'm curious about your life admin because I, I'm hearing this conversation a lot within our community that sometimes that's the part that takes a scrapbooker away from doing something, whether it's managing your photos or starting a project, because you've sat, you've sat down in the zone that's also probably where you're doing your life admin type things. Uh, and that's not the case for everyone, but it is for a lot of people, I think. And so I, I know you have some routines around that. Yes. So I typically will do some planning for the week on Sunday night or Sunday afternoon, Sunday at some point. And then on Monday mornings, I work Monday evenings at my um, library. And so I'm, I've am i got the morning from, you know, eight to noon to kind of focus. My kids are at school, like my house is empty and I can just, that's the time now that I have reserved for paying the bills, going through the papers, you know, signing the forms for the kiddos and that kind of stuff. So having, having a, a schedule helps me know that A, it's going to get done and B, then like on a Saturday morning, I can go to a crop and make something versus feel guilty that I'm not paying bills because I know I'm going to do that on Monday morning. And I have had different times for, for my, what I call life admin stuff during different seasons of my life, you know, before I was, before I worked Monday nights, I would, I would typically do it like on Sunday mornings as part of a whole big planning process. So, but to me, the biggest thing is scheduling that time and knowing that that has a dedicated time on the calendar. Well, and also observing when something's not quite working anymore and knowing that you're always going to be adapting a plan, a plan, particularly these plans for accountability around your time are, are are living documents. And when something is not working, we have to figure out why and make adjustments. 
Yes. I And I think, you know, to me, the thing I've really found in the last year, though, is that knowing when or figuring out when the best time for me to do something is and, and sticking to that schedule has really alleviated a lot of that other kind of stress of, well, I've all so much to do. It's like, nope, I do this then, I do this then. And because, you know, sometimes tasks will expand to the time we allow them that, you know, if we say it's, Mm -hmm. we're going to have two hours, we'll spend all two hours. But if we give ourselves 90 minutes instead of timer, then, you know, we're, we don't get as distracted or we work much quicker. At least I find that that's true for me. Oh yeah. I think it is for a lot of people, myself included. And now I'm curious, because right now you're in this little mini season of your scrapbook supplies are packed up. You you have a focus that's that's elsewhere outside of creating, but obviously you're still very connected to your hobby. Have you thought about when that time is going to be scheduled once you get settled in your new house? Well, I am, I typically scrapbook on Friday nights or sometime on the weekend. Um, I have a getaway planned actually for um, later this spring. And um, I think that will be kind of my re-entry point into um, crafting again. I'm, I'm not, there's, I have a list of projects I want to do this year, but I'm not, I'm giving myself a lot of time to just be like, it's okay that you're not doing anything right now. I mean, I miss it for sure. Um, Of course, all the Allie Edwards shipping delays are helping me not feel pressure to make things because some of my products have not come yet. So uh, I think I'll get into a routine once we get settled in our new space. And I think our new neighborhood will have some different routines associated with it too. Um, But I'm just, I'm sort of giving myself first quarter off from scrapbooking in a way and not, you know, when I get to it, I'll get to it because my first priority is really to set up the systems in our new home correctly then, and then, you know, get back into crafting. Fortunately, I'm not taking any classes. So again, like I don't feel a lot of pressure right now to, 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 and I don't feel behind. I've never felt behind because of the way that I scrapbook with library of memories and um, all that good stuff. Well, and I loved how in, you know, the end of last year, you had already started thinking about what you did want to do this year. And then when this move, which, you know, was kind of a hypothetical until it became very real, um, you you pivoted. You said, okay, now I have to change my plan because this is going to be different. And you um, understood that you tend to be maybe a little bit rigid. You used that word earlier with yourself. And that but that's not the best approach to to coping through this time and and thriving and and getting settled and being you know even stronger on the other end. Yes, and the, I mean this move was not even on our radar. We were not looking for a house. I mean, it just sort of happened, and it was like, oh my goodness! And because of different circumstances, you know, we uh, gave them a longer time to close and whatnot. And so, like, we bought this house before Thanksgiving or signed, you know, had an agreement, and then you know, now it's the end of January and we're finally moving. So it's been looming. And of course, you know, that's when I decided not to do a December daily or I documented during December and I wrote stories down, but I did not create. I thought this was going to be the first year I created December daily because I finally Mm -hmm. had a photo printer, but I just knew that I needed to give this move really all my attention. And so I really focused that um, week, you know, of Thanksgiving break and then the week at at Christmas on finishing my 2021 projects so that I could really just close up scrapbook shop um, 
and then turn all my attention in January to the move and not feel like I'd left stuff undone. Like I finished my project life. I finished my one little word. I finished my story 52 class and really just focused on putting a bow on things so that, and then I made my list of what I want to do in 2022, but it's all more Mm project-based. So there are things like that, like I have a mini album I want to make and I have the supplies. And so maybe, you know, maybe if I'm really tired of unpacking next weekend, I'll sit down and follow the steps to make the mini album and then deal with the pictures later. But, you know, I, so I have little things I could do, but I'm not putting any pressure on myself to get anything done until maybe March. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. I think that's a really smart strategy. So there's something that we've been doing that is really the particular kind of nugget for the reason that I wanted to have this conversation. Um, We've always planned that you were going to come back on at some point, but we have this new little strategy that's worked so well and it's kind of evolved a little bit, but can you, can you tell folks what we've been doing to help each other stay accountable and why you think it works so well? Ah, yes. The daily list that we make. (laughs) Um, So we, I guess maybe it was November, October. I feel like we've been doing it for a long time now. Um, But we make a list of what's, what what we're going to do today um and we it started kind of on the weekends and then it evolved to even during the week our work days at work um and we will text each other the list of you know here's the things you and we have like we have special emojis we use to signify <laughs> like i'm working on this i've checked this off i not going to be able to make this happen today. I'm moving this to a new day. And yeah, so we've, we've been making these lists and sending them to each other. Um, so I've always been a big believer, like I said earlier in making the list. And if I make a list, I'm going to, I'm going to check those things off. You know, sometimes I even do something and then put it on the list so I can check it off. But I think added accountability of sending you the list of like, okay, here's what I said I was going to do today. Um, and, and then, you know, having to update you throughout the day has really helped, um, especially my weekends, which can um, be kind of a more of a lost productivity time for me where, yeah, I may do a few things, but oh, let's be honest, it's winter. I'd rather sit on my couch and read a book, um, So, which I've had to balance with packing all the things. But yeah, I really, I think the not only the figuring out what I'm going to do, but then sending it to you and then reporting back has been helpful. And I think the other thing I wanted to add is that through the regular process of making these lists, I think we have both become better at figuring out how much we can actually do Mm. in a day. (laughs) Yes, that's 100% true. Like the other day you were like, I have all these other things to do, but realistically, I'm only going to get through these three things. And so instead of putting eight things that you wanted to do on the list, you just sent me a list of these three things. Yes, yes. And, you know, and I think I ended up not even being able to finish all of those. So it's still an, a kind of an evolving process of, of learning what is really realistic and how long do certain things take. Um, and sometimes things take longer on certain days than they do on other days as well. And that's that's part of it. I probably worked a little bit slower on the weekends because you said it's winter and we just want to be cozy and relax and <laughs> and not uh, not move too quickly. So. 
Well, yeah. Or like the other day, I texted you my list, and then by noon, I was like, well, the only thing left on this list is make dinner. <laughs> so I guess I better add some more things because it didn't take me as long as I thought. But then I was also felt like, okay, I could take a nap because mm. I did everything on my list that I really, the most pressing things, the priorities. So yes. I took a nap and then I finished packing the kitchen and it was very satisfying. Well, and to me, this is the first time I've, I've really able, been able to feel satisfied in a day that I, that I did enough. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with is that you you feel like you've spent all this time, but what do you have to show for it? And so seeing that list, even if, yeah, there's going to be always be more things I wish I could have done or would have done, but to see all those check marks, I can feel like, okay, I had a good day. This was enough. Yeah. And it's different than our um, our our first iteration of accountability in that where we were meeting weekly to discuss wins and stuff. I feel like it's more in the moment and it's more, um, I feel like can be more supportive and, you know, say, okay, really, you think you can get all that done or, or be <laughs> like, um, Hey, it's, it's one o'clock now. Where, where are you at on the list? Haven't heard from you in a while. And so I think it's a more, immediate form of accountability. And I, I yes. think it allows each person to, to maybe help in their own way in a better, I'm not saying that very well. No, there, there's a certain degree of um, encouragement and support. That's, you know, sometimes even for both of us, it's like, Hey, did you get out of bed yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. So, you know, and, and on the weekends, sometimes even on weekdays, sometimes that's a challenge. So, but, you know, having that very immediate um, accountability and feedback has been so helpful to just, just moving forward. And, and you mentioned that we don't like, we don't have the same kind of meeting where we're celebrating wins, but I also think we talk so much that we just do that naturally all the time. Um, if, if, if you're I'm trying to like figure out how this would look for someone who maybe doesn't have the same kind of relationship that we do, you know, you might want to have that extended conversation once a week where it's like, okay, let's now look big picture at how we're doing in the things that are important to us. Um, but these little lists are just, yeah, almost kind of life-changing because I've, I've never really been one who operated on that daily scale. It was more here's all the things I want to do this week and hopefully I can get it, most of it done by Sunday. <laughs> well, they provide focus. I mean, for me, yes. especially when we will do them during the weekdays at work, I'll be like, okay, I need to sit down and really focus on what is it I, I want to do. And then, you know, I'll come back from a meeting or I'll come back from lunch and be like, okay, what, what did I tell Jennifer I was going to do? Oh, I still <laughs> haven't done that. I guess I, I guess I better do that now. Uh, you know, Elise Joy, she makes this work notepad that says today's three things. You know, what are three things you can do? The point is not doing the three things, though great if you can. The point is to establish normalcy. The point is to feel the accomplishment of setting daily micro goals and crossing them off. And so mm -hmm. sometimes I write my lists on that now because it only has, I can fit six things in her three boxes, but because um, <laughs> I'm an overachiever, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, I just, the idea of like the small wins adding up and like you said, the consistency of building the habits um, 
and reporting on those things every day and having that encouragement has just been really helpful. Well, and I think there's been there's been some things that at the beginning I put on my list every day, but then they became habits and I didn't need to put them on the list anymore. Right. I think like that's I that been too. Yeah, I think that's something that's been really helpful that it's evolved. Um, and I've been able to to grow and build new habits by just having that accountability. And then at that point, I just, I, I didn't need to put it on the list anymore. And so it's just, yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know how to like, it's just, it's just been super effective. It has been effective. And I do think other people could replicate that, you know, even just the practice of making a daily list, I think like you said, a lot of people sometimes make a weekly list, but they don't really break it down into what's realistic for today. You know, I know Kim talks a lot about time blocking sometimes and how that's been helpful for her. And, you know, other people in the community have talked about that as well. And so it's just this idea of what strategies are going to really help you move the needle. And so if you haven't even, if you, even if you don't have an ac- accountability partner or, you know, I mean, you could post you could even post it in the, I mean, that's kind of what the weekend um, refresh post is about mm-hmm. is kind of your weekend accountability of what, where did, were you victorious and what are your next actions? You know, you kind of do a, a micro cosm of that in the community, in the simple scrapper community already. But, you know, I just think practice. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, when we have such a, uh, an additional level of support with that because now we've got accountability on decluttering, on you know personal health and wellness, on using Ali Edwards story kits. So there's lots of regular accountability posts that allow you to do that um, same type of thing. Uh, and some people are posting literally daily, like you know I you know walked on the treadmill or I did this workout or whatever. Particularly in that the everyday habits group, so. I think um, there's certainly a community for that. But even posting on social media, just posting your list to your Instagram story, um, sending your list to your mom who's happy to hear from you. In you know, you can have that that sense of accomplishment, um, even if she's not you know sending a list back to you. So, I think there's lots of different ways that you can achieve this and get a similar effect. For sure. Or maybe you need to find an accountability partner at work. You know, and mm. you know. Have, have find your work friend and say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to try this new technique where I make a daily list. And how about you make a daily? And maybe you do just start with the three things that, you know, they always are talking about. Don't make your list too big. And I think that's the other thing that we've learned through this is don't make the list, the 12 things, you know, may, pick, pick four. Yes. And then if you end up having more time, add one more, like do it and add more. But, um, start with what really needs to be done. So I think it's definitely helped in being honest about what the priorities really are. Absolutely. Because uh, I'm, I'm a person who will do the other thing first because I know the priority will still have to get done. And then I have two things done, but then I maybe have burnt the candle at both, both ends and had to stay up for many hours to do that. And that's, that's something that I want to do less of in this season of life. I want to really prioritize my rest. And so that means I need to tackle that priority first. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Anything else that you want to share about planning and productivity and accountability? 
I think, you know, just try it. Try making a daily list. And I mean, really, I love the idea of putting it in your Instagram stories, you know, you feel free to tag us and we'll cheer you on on your productivity list. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And we'll definitely include the link to your Instagram. You're at Alyssa Recommends on Instagram. And of course, I'm at Simple Scrapper. Um, Anything else you want to share about where we can find you or what you have newer coming up? I can't wait to see photos of your new house on your social media. Yeah. So um, I'm, as you said, Alyssa Recommends on Instagram. And I post uh, not so frequently with the move, but I try to post uh, a couple times a week. I participate in Thursday three and I often post book recommendations. So you can follow me there. And yeah, I'll be posting about the new house here in the next month as we get it set up. Sounds awesome. Alyssa, thanks so much for your time. I always enjoy talking to you here on the podcast. Thanks for having me. And to all of our listeners, please remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way. Are you ready to start implementing the great ideas you hear on the podcast? The Simple Scrapper membership offers a welcoming space to connect with fellow memory keepers and find the creative accountability you've been craving. Visit simplescrapper.com slash membership to learn more and join our community. It's the best it's ever been.